You know, one of the first things that I want to begin to bring to your mind is that we are living in two words, pari pasu. We are living in two words, pari pasu. We are living in two words at the same time. There is the spirit word and there is the physical word. Many times the focus of many people is on the physical word. There is the spirit word and there is the physical word. This one is the physical word. Now, this is called the physical word. We to us, not to God. To God, both the spirit and the physical are physical to him. You get that? To the angels, it's physical. They, it, the, both the spirit and this one, physical to him, to them. Same thing to the devil, when you know. But to us, because we are physical beings. Okay, so uh, we call this physical because we can see it, we can touch it, we can feel it. Okay, so uh, you're looking around now, you're seeing people around, uh, you know. Why? Because you are in the physical world and the people you're seeing are physical too. You look around, you see things. These are physical things. But at the same time, spiritual things are going on here right now. It only takes the eyes of the spirit to see them. And please take, see, what I want to talk to you about, what I'm telling you now is very powerful. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. According to the Bible, the spiritual controls the physical. The spiritual word controls the physical. Somebody is waiting for the title. Okay? Instead of you to listen, you're bothering yourself about the title. The title is living in two words. Okay? Give it that title. But what you should be concerned about is what is coming out of it now. This message is what will determine what you do after I'm done with the message. So make sure you don't miss any part. If somebody is trying to sleep, nobody's. But if anybody is trying to sleep beside you, please help the person. A devil is making him sleep. There is the spirit word. That spirit word cannot be seen with your optical eyes. But it is more real than this one. In fact, everything that God created came from that realm. To God, that realm is more real. Listen, the same way activities are going on in the physical realm. I mean, somebody is batting the baby somewhere. Another person is taking the, the other one to, the, to, to school. Uh, I mean, somewhere else they are gathered having party. Uh, another, they are having discussion. Some group of people, they are having a wedding. And so on and so forth. Different activities all over the world. The same way there are different activities going on in the physical realm, the physical world. Activities go on in the spiritual realm too. Sometimes they are going on around you. But because you can't see them, your eyes, your spiritual eyes are not open to see them. So you don't know that activities are going on around you. But the spirit world is real. Let me tell you this. If you are going to truly win in this physical world, and when I mean win, I mean dominate 
in this physical world you must do it from that spirit world you must do it from the spiritual realm because everything came from that realm and so everything is subject to that realm and hear me whether you know it or you don't know it you are living in both worlds at the same time there are many things that are happening in your life that it's from that place in fact I need to tell you this there is nothing serious there is nothing serious or of importance that happens in your life here in the physical realm that did not happen first in that realm if you ever if it ever happens in your life that means it has happened there first so i said something serious because you see it's not like you want to go and drink what i say in the spiritual realm. i've drank water already no not things like that i said something serious something of importance oh think about that thing that happened just recently sad news about that young lady who died at our hostel how can you explain that well maybe she was not a Christian no sir she was a Christian according to what I heard you know that came from her roommate she was even fasting she even fasted that day she fasted that day So what happened? She couldn't have died if she had not died first in the spiritual world. If it didn't happen there, it cannot show up here. It cannot materialize here. Life is spiritual. This realm, this physical realm is inside the spiritual one. Because everything about it is controlled from that side. That's why, hear me, there have been days of mental giants. There have been days, in fact, they, they started out with physical giants. There have been days of physical giants. These were men that when you saw them with their big stature, you trembled. They had the physical strength. They were the reigning ones at that time. If you belonged in one of that group, ah, they hailed you. That's a hero. If you study the scriptures right from the book of Genesis, you have them there. And then you remember David fought with one of them by the name Goliath of Gath. Nobody dared toy with these guys. It looked like they had some special blessings because of their stature. So people respected them. Nobody wanted to toy with them. They were just in the class by themselves. They were called giants. Everybody thought that nobody anywhere could overcome them. I mean they were the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> nobody could some of them even had instead of five toes or all together ten toes they had twelve 
10 fingers, they had 12 fingers. They were that big. If you studied about Goliath of God, the Bible said he took an adult to carry his shield. That's how heavy the shield was. And that adult used his two hands to carry the shield ahead of him. All the time he was talking with David. Had the shield. Now, this is the shield that it was his shield. A shield is what you use one hand to hold, you know, to defend yourself. But then there was this adult in front of him who carried this heaviest shield in the land. And all the time he was talking with that and that shield covered his face and his whole body because it was so big. That's how big that guy was. And several of them that were giants like that. It was their day. Then the day came. He switched. It became the days of mental giants. These ones may not be physically big, but they can think. They know how to develop, or they knew how to develop the most dangerous weapons. As big as you are, they know how to bring you down without coming close. They were called mental giants. Now, apart from that, they did some other things. Invented some beautiful things. You looked at them, you said, wow, we still have some of them around. That's the reason why consistently invention are taking place. You're wondering at the world today. Last two years, and compared to now, you, you, you say, wow, things have really changed. Why? Mental giants. But there was a time that they were reigning. It was their time brothers and sisters these are the days of spiritual giants these spiritual giants are the ones they don't need to come in contact with you before they deal with you it is not even important they know your name before they finish with you Listen, if you want to waste your life, clash with them. When the devil wants to put a man down or destroy a man, he knows, maybe he has tried several ways, he can do it. He knows what to do. He will steer you up against the anointed. He knows when you're steered against the anointed and you go against the anointed, you, you call for God's anger. And this God is the head of all. If he is hungry, who can pacify him? Who can stop him? Who can get angry and put him in prison and say, how can you deal with him that, that way? That's too much. Who can? That's why in the scriptures, for a few that understood this thing, they feared anointed men. And you know you are anointed. See, I'm anointed. But you see, as spiritual giants, our battles that we fight, we don't fight from here. We don't use physical weapons. We don't fight you physically. No. But we will finish you from the realm of the spirits. You will wonder what, because 
everything will just seem to turn against this guy. Why? He has kicked against the anointed. Everything will just be working against everywhere he goes, every human being, even animals. The cockroaches in his house. He will wonder what is going on. Nature. Let me show you something. Ephesians chapter number 6, reading from the 10th verse. I'm telling you, I'm trying to let you know the power that we have. Finally, my brethren. Oh, all right. Everybody look there and read it. Everybody, one, two, go. Come on. One more time. Did you notice he said you should be strong in the Lord? Aha. Uh -huh. That's where many Christians miss it. Say, Lord, make me strong. He didn't say make he says you be strong in the Lord. Alright, next verse. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That means that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. He tells you how to do it. Put on the whole armor, not half, the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now listen to me. If it is not possible to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. God will be remiss to ask you to do it. It will be unjust to ask you to do something you don't have the ability to do. But because he knows that there is something that he has put within you. Because this is Christians. It was written to Christians. He knows that he has, there is something he has put within you. That could make you stand against the wiles of the devil. That also suggests that the devil has wires. Talking about wires, talking about his stratagems. Next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see our own strategies. Can you see how we do it? We don't wrestle against them. We don't have physical fight. No. The guy may even think you are a fool. He slapped you. And you just stayed there watching. He's boasting now. I will deal with you. I will, you know, I have connections. I have this. You stay there watching. But when you turn away from there, Kaya. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Trying to throw punches in the public is an insult to a Christian. No, we don't do that. That's one. Secondly, when we gather like this, for instance, we are going to be having some prayers now. Very sensitive prayers. When we begin to have those prayers, you won't hear us say somebody should die. No, we don't pray such prayers here. Uh, if it's that mama in the village with that long tooth, let her die, die, die. Hear me, she's not your problem. It's the devil that is your problem. Because you know why? After the mama is dead, the devil that has been inspiring her did not die. It will just change, move to someone else and use another person. That's why some people are confused. They will now wonder why they always have battles in their lives. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we had Operation Kill All Your Enemies. Then we gathered. We killed all of them. We killed them. We were sure we killed them. Talking about human enemies. Then, a week after, another operation. Operation Violence. We came again. We came to deal with the same enemies. That sounded like the first, the, the first time they did really die. Okay, so we came back. And then, operation today is today. <laughs> then you come back again. Today is today. Ah! 
Then another one. Let my people go. Then you come back for that program. Let my people go. Battles upon battles. Unending. When will you win? When will the battles be over? What's going on? Is it supposed to continue? When you fight a battle and you don't win, what do you think? Something is wrong. If you do it the first time, second time, and you are not winning, the best thing is, is either you go and reharm yourself or you back off. Because it means that this enemy is so strong, it will kill you. I'm trying to let you know that sometimes Christians will fight the wrong things. You may fight and come back with testimony and say, the mama died. Brothers and sisters, I, I, I have a big testimony. Do you know that they called me yesterday? I told you that my uncle, that my uncle that has been covering all our destiny in the village, he's finally dead. And they rejoice with you. And then you come back and say, well, everything has opened up for me now. What you did not know is that that devil that has been using him is not going to stop. Because he knows after all, you didn't kill him and you cannot kill a devil. You have to understand that you can't kill. They are spirit beings. It's the wrong prayer to pray against the devil to die. What Jesus asks us to do is to bind them. To cast them out. Because that's how Jesus did it. He cast them out. To cast out means you change his location. You are in this place. Get out! Anywhere you want to go. That's your business. But not here. And because you cast him out does not mean that Satan, because Satan is your guy, does not mean that Satan is troubled. He's not troubled. Because he didn't do anything. The only thing he just changed, so he will just change his strategies. He's not tr- there are many of them, many demons that work for him. But you are going to stand your fire and say, no way. I don't want any devil around here. Are you, see, are you, are you out here? Or you've gone home? But when you have knowledge, you fight the battle right. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood means human beings. Human beings. No matter what that man is doing or that woman, there is a devil behind it. There's a demon that is inspiring him or her. There's a devil. First of all, cast that devil out so that that woman will stop following you. Because without, if that devil is not cast out, she will follow you until she enters grave. She will not stop. That devil will keep inspiring her. Let's continue. But against principalities. One category. Against powers. Second category. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. These are the ones that operate in the darkness. They rule in the darkness. That's the reason why. Most time we say wake up at midnight and pray. That's when you are dealing with spirit, when it has to do with spiritual warfare. Because some of these devils, they function. That does not mean that when you pray at that time, God will hear you loud down something. No, 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 no. It's when you are dealing with spiritual warfare. Because at that time, that's when, you know, the Bible says that um, it's like that man that when he slept after planting good stuff in his farm, while he was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed tears there. Because that's when these rulers of darkness, that's, what, that's when they operate the more. So that's when they rule. When light comes, they cannot stay. So that's the best time to deal with them. Spiritual warfare. You understand? Because that's, that's how they function. Ruler, they are called rulers of darkness. They are the ones that control those of you that like to go to club. In the night, they are there. 
You see what you are getting yourself into? Rulers of darkness. The guy is drunk with his friends coming in the night. But there are demons everywhere looking for who to take over. He goes back, goes with them. He cannot understand why he's struggling in his life. Something has gone wrong. It has become a mystery to him. What is going on with my life? I was not like this. What is going on? Rulers of darkness. He's the third category. Against spiritual wickedness. Ah, in high places. This is the highest category. As you see, it's starting from small to the greatest. Principalities are in the lowest group. Powers greater than principalities. Rulers of darkness, those ones higher level. Then it comes to these ones. They are called spiritual wickedness. In high places. These are the very evil spirits that controls people. You, don't, you wonder why they do what they do. Why they act the way they act. This guy is not stable. Why? Like Kenesi again told that story about this his, um, brother-in-law or son-in-law, beg your pardon, son-in-law. The guy used to be very hot in the choir. And he would sing and conduct the choir very talented. But you notice the month after you find him out there again. He will walk into the man of God's office with cigarettes. Right on his face. And the man of God will look and say, ah. they just kept praying for him. And then, maybe two weeks after again, or one month after, he's back in church. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> I just realized that something was... <laughs> and he's back there again. And everybody's rejoicing for him. Oh, oh, glory to God, you're back here. Oh, we are happy for you. And then he'll be functioning in the church again. Before you know it, another time, he's back. This time around, with ladies. Going with all sorts of girls. <sighs> this continued for many months. Into years. Until one day, God showed the man of God what went wrong. The man of God saw in a vision. He saw this son-in-law of his. In a vision, it was as though he was going on a, a side work. And he had these three little demons. One on the right side, the other on the left, and the one, one at the middle. And they followed him everywhere. At one time, he will yield to this one at the right side. That one will control him. At another time, he will yield to the one on the left. And at other times, yield to this one at the middle. That's why his life has been like that. Ah, so the man of God said, what do I do? Then the Lord spoke to him and said, cast all three demons out. And that will be the end. And he did. And it did. And that, that guy was back in church. Became a pastor. As a ministry. Hot for Christ before he went home to be with the Lord. You are joking to say demons don't exist. Ah, You are kidding, no? If you think demons don't exist, then you're trying to say that God does not exist because it's God who told us that demons exist. You're wondering what is happening to your body. Maybe somewhere in your body, you just notice that there is this, this rashes. It won't just go away. It won't just go away. That's how demons act. They persist. They are rebellious. Do you understand? You have this rashes. It will not just go away. Consistently there. 
You used everything you could use. He's not living. You should know it has the hand of demons. They are the ones that operate like that. So what are you going to do? You are going to de- deal with it from the spiritual realm. And cut the life of it off of it. They are real. But thank God we are not victims. We are not victims. Glory to God. Listen, what I'm telling you, if you will pick it, it will change your life. It's so powerful. That is why I am not bothered. Nobody can threaten me and I'll be bothered. One thing is just threaten me. Let me go away from you. I know where I'm going. By the time I shut my door, uh, I know what to do. I know how to deal with you. Uh, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you do pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's go deeper now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. We want to go deeper now. Come on, pray, 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 pray. This will open up your spirit. There's something more coming for you. All other gods, they are the works of men. You are the Holy One. There is no, there is no like Where you are sitting, just lift your right hand and sing it. All other gods, they are, they are the works of men. Oh, you are the Holy One. Thank you. Now, okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you understand that this world is controlled from that realm, you will never be afraid again. You wonder why prophecies don't come to pass? This is the reason why. The word of prophecy has come forth concerning your life. And then you're wondering, oh, what's going on here? What, what, what's going on? By this time, it's supposed to come to pass. Something you don't understand is if you study your Bible, you'll see how prophecies were pending, suspended. Because why the prophecies came forth? Why the prophets gave the prophecies? Why you were hearing it or hearing them? The devil too was probably listening. And he's going to fight to ensure that it doesn't come to pass. Listen to this. Listen to what I'm saying now. Because I want to show you some deep things now. Because many people have wondered. But they gave me prophecy. So and so. What is going on? <laughs> what is the matter now? Maybe it's not real after all. Sometimes God even showed you yourself. Maybe in dreams or visions. Just to confirm it. For someone, maybe you've gotten a prophecy that in the next three months, in the next three months, you'll be among the whites because they can see 
that I'm seeing now that I'm seeing you amongst the whites in London. I'm seeing you there. In the next three months, and then you got that prophecy. Wow! You know, like they gave somebody a prophecy. You know, a man of God walked up to her and congratulated her and said, Wow, congratulations. I'm seeing that in the next six months, you'll be having your wedding. Oh boy, did she rejoice. She rejoiced and everybody else rejoiced with her. Because this is not the first time that the man of God will give a prophecy great prophet of God will give this prophecy and it will come to pass but this time around what's going on alright so she rejoiced but it didn't happen so she was bothered and troubled what's going on this time around what's going on I want to tell you what's going on if you turn to the book of Daniel chapter number 10 Daniel chapter number 10 from the first verse hmm I want you to pay attention to this now. Please, if you oh, if you miss this one, you will not miss it. Say, I will not miss it. Say, in the name of Jesus, I will not miss it. Please make sure you focus and don't look around. For those of you that like to look at the person that is moving, look at that. You may just miss an important thing. Okay? Alright, now. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel. Now, in the third year of Cyrus, said king of Persia, say it. Mark that. Make sure you don't miss it. King of Persia. Alright? In his third year, in the third year of his reigning, something was revealed to this man of God called Daniel. Alright now. Whose name was called Bethesshazzar? And the thing was true. That's the name of Daniel. Another name uh, that guy gave to him. And the thing was true. But the time appointed was long. He understood the thing. And had understanding of the vision. Now hear me. In the very ninth chapter of this, of this book. Ninth chapter. The Bible revealed that Daniel understood by books. The prophecy that came forth concerning the nation of Israel. What was the prophecy? When the nation of Israel were not living correctly, God gave them a prophecy. God, God actually put them in bondage. The land became desolate. They were taken away by another king into another land. And God said, you guys will not come back until it's 70 years. Now, what do you think? God gave that prophecy. What do you expect? After 70 years, they should return, right? Because God, has said, God said it through a prophet by the name Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was known to be authentic. And so the prophecy came and said, by 70 years you'll be back here. But the Bible says it did not happen. 70 years had passed. Years were rolling. But it didn't happen. And Daniel got concerned. And the Bible says he understood by studying. He went back to study. And he saw it there that it was prophesied. Ah, so what's going on? Why are we still here? We ought to have left this place. What's going on here? And then the Bible said he started praying for his nation so they can come out of captivity because it has been prophesied. <laughs> Why did he have to? I thought God already said it. Why did he have to pray? You begin to understand more here now. The reason why you may not have your prophecy come to pass. Not all of them will come to pass until you do something. That's why the Bible says war a good warfare with the prophecies. You war with it. When a prophecy is given you, take it. Don't let it go. You fight with it. How? In the place of prayer. 
Sometimes, some prophecy will come. You have to release a seed for that prophecy to be to come into manifestation. You have to release a seed on the altar. You slap that seed there. Depends on the instruction that the Spirit of God may be giving you. At some other times, when the prophecy comes like that, it might be a little more confession you need to do. Sometimes you might just need to act in faith to bring it to pass. But at other times, you need to do some praying. Watch this now. In the third year of... Go back there. Go back there. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Bethesdazab. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. He understood the vision. Next verse. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. What's that? 21 days, right? That's why they came about Daniel's fasting, 21 days. Okay, he started fasting 21 days. This kind of fasting, he had no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't anoint his, he didn't rub cream. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Next verse now. And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Idaho, then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen. Now a certain man, that's an angel of God. The Bible calls angels man from time to time because most of the times when they appear to you, they appear just like a man. Okay, so don't always expect them to come with wings or somebody say, is this one angel? This one cannot be an angel. No wings. No. Alright? <laughs> Whose loins were guarded with fine gold of fuzz. His body also was like the burial and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his hands and his feet like in color to pop polish brass i love this <laughs> and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude next verse and i daniel alone saw the vision he was not the only one that was there but he was the only one that saw the vision i told you things happen all the time that you may not see except god open your eyes as i'm talking to you now there are things that are happening here right now that take spiritual eyes to see but you don't know, you just thought, hey, I'm seated beside this other guy. You are just here. No! Okay. <laughs> For the men that were with him saw not the vision, but a great this something, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. I told you about that vision that I saw on that prayer mountain when I saw the Lord. Jesus appeared to me. And right beside where he was standing, there was a man there. This one now, physical man. He had been hired to help them clear that the grasses. He was busy walking and singing. Close to Jesus. Right on the same prayer mountain, there were other guys on this side. I was the only one that saw him. If you, if you talk about his height, it could be uh, between seven to nine feet tall. But there was a guy just close by. He was clearing the bushes. He was singing, making some noise. But something was happening there. If only his eyes were open, he would fall down flat. Things happen all the time. You see, it's only when you are limited that you don't know that a lot is happening. You think all you see is all there is. All that is going on in your world is what is going on. Have you ever entered a room and sometimes you enter your room and you feel this strange presence? You can't see it, but it's a strange one. Maybe there's a demon there. 
You just cast that thing out. Say hallelujah. Don't miss me. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. Next verse. Yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, that man, that angel, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. Next verse. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. <laughs> See, I'm greatly beloved. If Daniel could be great, the guy was not born again. He was great. What about you? I'm greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak unto thee. And stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he has spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Next verse. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, pay attention, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself. Chasten thyself. When you talk about chastening yourself, he's talking about discipline. When you fast in the presence of God, you are disciplining yourself. It's also called humbling yourself. That's why sometimes for a man that is fasting, God steps in in some unusual way because you have humbled yourself before him. Now he says, from that first day that thou did set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. From the first day and the guy was going 21 days, day one, day two, day three, praying about this thing. But he says, from the first day when you set your heart. Now, mark what he said. From the moment he set his heart, I'm going to begin to and fast now. From that moment, God heard him. An angel is just coming after 21 days. Daniel is supposed to say, eh? Ah, what do you think? Watch. <laughs> then said he unto me. No, 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 no. Okay. He says, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. The who? No, say it out loud. The who? What we read before, was it the prince? What did we read? That was the king. But this one is the prince. You know what this means? He's talking about double kingdom. The one we read in verse 1 is a physical king. Is their king in that kingdom of Persia? In Persia, that was their king, physical king. They could touch him, everything. But this one, in the realm of the spirits, this is the king. The word prince there means ruler. We read about the ruler of darkness the other time. This was the ruler of that kingdom. He is the one ruling from behind the curtain. They can't understand why the king was making some decision. There's a ruler behind him. That's how it happens in every kingdom. Listen, every kingdom has angels or demons assigned to it. Every kingdom. You need to understand. Some people just take life so physical. For instance, this university has its own demons from the realm of hell. From hell. Attached or appointed to it. The same way in the realm of light. God has angels that are functioning for this place to ensure that certain things don't happen anyhow. 
That's the reason why every now and then people are not dying as they are just walking. Because the devil would have loved to kill every moment. Every moment. He loved it. Every kingdom. You are wondering why, why is the president of this nation behaving like this? Ah, there's a ruler behind. The guy, whoever that guy was, when you were about to vote him in, he's going to be your local government chairman. Whoever that guy was, before he came in, he promised you. He promised you everything. He said, I will do this. I'll put light. I'll put everything. Even the ones he couldn't do. You now wonder. He was your brother. You knew him. He was a nice guy. Well, when the second school was nice. But you now wonder what happened. He got there and everything changed. He started acting funny. He became all of a sudden so wicked. His heart became so hardened. What happened? The ruler. That's the reason why leaders make decisions and they, after making it, they regret. Did you ever read about David? The Bible says David. David was moved to number Israel against God's instruction. He told, he told um, his head of, the head of the captain, uh, the captain, rather, the captain of his host. He says, go about and number Israel. The guy said, ah, my Lord, don't do it. The Lord instructed us not to do it. That's dangerous. He said, my friend, go ahead and do it. And he numbered Israel. God had said, don't number them. He went ahead and numbered Israel. Listen, this was David that the Bible calls a man after his own heart. He always loved to please God. But this one time, he missed it. He said, go ahead and number them. And then they went ahead, numbering. When they were done, <laughs> the angel of death came into town and started killing the people. Error of the king. He started killing the people for his errors. But if you study later on in Chronicles, that's where the secret was really open. The Bible reveals that actually it was Satan that moved David to number them. Second Samuel did not tell us that one. But First Chronicles revealed it that it was actually Satan that moved David to number them. And when he numbered them, that angel started killing all of them. Rulers. You see, you, you joke with everything. He's the lecturer that is giving you trouble. You can't understand. This guy is too stubborn. No, the man is just too stubborn. No, there might be a spirit behind it. He's saying you are not going. And you too, you are comfortable. He said he's just a wicked man. You begged. You, you gave his number to your mom. They called. They did everything. No, the guy said no. Some people have walked into place. Places with all their qualification, all their ability, they can't understand why they've just been rejected. A young lady was about to get married. Or rather, every time she wanted to get married, when the wedding is closed, the husband to be will always call it up. Why? She wouldn't understand. Later, she discovered through a section of deliverance that every time the man that she wanted to marry stand beside when the wedding is closed he will always perceive a funny odor <laughs> is this who I'm going to put as a wife in their house but they wouldn't tell her no they won't tell her they will just withdraw they will just begin funny now other people don't perceive the same order, but just this man. Spiritual. 
and you, you're joking with everything. What about the rights that you have in Christ? What are you doing with it? When you are exercising your authority, over what? It's not about these demons. Let's continue. We are almost rounding off now. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. Now that prince is uh, a spiritual ruler, like I told you, a demon. He went to withstand that angel. And he said, withstood me one and twenty days. That's twenty-one days. It was that that means that angel was coming with the answer. Was already coming. Then that prince went there and said, uh, the, the ruler, he said, You're not going. He said, Leave the road. I want to buy. I said, You are not going. And we stood him. He said, how, how could that be? You mean the angel of darkness over the angel of light? I will tell you. Because at that time, the, the authority that Satan was using was Adamic authority. Satan got that authority from Adam. And Adamic authority is higher than any angel's authority. So that's what he was functioning with. He had become the god of this world. So he could stop angels. And so they had to honor, and angels honor authority a lot. And so de the devil tried to stop him. And really did. And he was waylaid. Held back there. 21 days. And this other guy was here praying and fasting. Ah. But you know, that cannot happen anymore. Because when we command now, we use the name of Jesus. And at that name, every knee bows. I'm just trying to show you the spirit realm. Alright, let's run this off now. <laughs> he says, but lo, Michael. Now, who was Michael? Michael was this, this angel that was appointed for Israel. He is the one you can call the ruler of Israel from behind the scene. He's the one that was responsible for the nation of Israel. So Michael, that angel, archangel, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Next verse. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall. So when Michael came, he was released. Michael started fighting the battle. I said, Look, my friend, let him go in the realm of the spirit. And so that guy came now to give the words. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall be before thy people in the latter days. Blah, 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 blah. He started telling him and started telling him and started telling him. Go to 16 verse now. Go to the 16th verse. Mm -hmm. And behold, one like the similar 17th verse. I just want to take you somewhere. Quickly. <laughs> Next verse. Then they came again and touched me. One like the appearance of a man and he strengthened me. Next verse. Let's read from here. And said, oh man, greatly beloved. Fear not. See, I'm greatly beloved. Next verse now. Dead, said he. Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now I will return to the fight. That means the fight was still going on. With the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. That's another ruler for another. Next verse. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that ordered, me, uh, ordered with me in these things. But Michael, your prince. That's your ruler as a nation. Michael, your ruler. As a nation, things are happening. It's only when you are taking it. You, you're wondering, I just want to have this roommate. I just want to have a roommate. I just want to have a roommate. You don't know you are having a trouble. My own roommate cannot be a witch. Oh, never. Is he written on her face? 
Listen, those that we often call witches, many times they are not. They just have bad attitude. And they act weird and strange. But those ones that are real witches, they are the ones that pretend. They will pretend to be nice, but it's dealing with you. Pretend to be kind, nice. As she's nice, she's hearing all your secrets. Because now you, you give her everything. You tell her everything. Oh, my friend, just so nice. She will go to church. What kind of church? Not the ch- church like this, where there's power. She will look for a church where she can dance and jump. Life is spiritual. Brothers and sisters, and it does not matter. You could even be a pastor and these things are dealing with you. There are pastors that come up. They go through a lot in the corner of their room. The guy is coming to preach. He was pressed overnight on his bed. Body will come, you know, and say, somebody say, yeah, yeah, God is great. God is it. But you don't know. But I have the solution. I said I have the solution. I want to show you the solution now. That's what you are going to use to pray. There are two ways you can dominate the spirit words. I just wonder, some of you will hear this message. You've heard it in the past, but you are still not doing anything. Today, you will do something. You begin to do something about it. There are two ways that you can dominate the spirit. It doesn't matter whether you know that guy is a wizard or you know that girl is a witch. It doesn't matter. Whether or not you find yourself in the wrong place, it does not matter. There are two ways you can deal with it. And live as kings. Successful in the world. Dominating all the way. The first one, through knowledge. The reason for so much teaching, revelation knowledge, I mean, revelation knowledge, is because God's people must have knowledge. See the way you love me. For me, carry my matter for your head, though. In a male like a little baby, you watch above me. You know they carry me, they play in a male Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Your destinies are changing. I'm telling you. For the better. 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 There is a young man in this place. You've messed up big. But today, God will correct your destiny again. Alright, now watch. Proverbs chapter number 11, verse 9. Through knowledge. Through knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Through knowledge. Yeah, great. And hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge shall the just be what? Now, isn't it strange? The just delivered. He's talking about a righteous man. So a righteous man could be in bondage. He's a faithful guy. He's righteous. He's good. He doesn't see no. He's just going on his own. No, very nice guy. But because he doesn't have knowledge. 
my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. He's being held in bondage by satanic forces. He keeps crying. Oh, Father, do something now. Oh, but you know I'm a good person. I don't hurt anybody. I don't steal from anybody. I don't cheat anybody. But what is going on? He needs deliverance. Brothers and sisters, a Christian is not supposed to need deliverance. But it's pathetic. It happens. It happens. Why? No knowledge. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. You know, about five years ago, I had that vision. I told you about this several times, but it bears repeating. I saw those two demons monkey-like appeared to me. Now, they weren't, they weren't standing on anything like a platform or on the floor. It was as though they were standing in the air. And they both looked monkey-like. One had a tail, the other one didn't. And one was speaking to me all the time. The other one was supporting. Okay, and they said, don't teach the people. He was telling me in that vision. He said, don't teach the people that they have any authority. He was telling me. Because he knew I teach people about the authority a lot. He said, only this one has the authority. Then he pointed that way and then a small screen came up and the picture of one that looked like Jesus appeared. Now, uh, that was not Jesus. That was a fake Jesus. But the picture like him appeared there. You see, how do you know it's a fake Jesus? That's why you have to be sensitive in the realm of the spirit. I was sensitive enough to know that that picture was not Jesus. He was telling me that I should not teach the people that they have authority. But that is only that one. In other words, Jesus has the authority. So we, we, don't, we don't have any authority. You can imagine a devil trying to school you. What an insult. I tell people, if you have any revelation that is not consistent with the word of God, if you can't find it in the word of God, it's from the devil. If there is anything, you say, well, it's a personal revelation, secrets and mysteries that the Lord has been showing me, and you cannot trace it to the word of God, it's from demons. You are letting demons toy with your mind. Because you see, God never leads away from his word. He doesn't do it. If it happens, it's not from him. Now, that thing that those demons said, is it consistent with the word of God? Let me show you if it is. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number one. We are beginning to fly now. Ephesians chapter number one. Let, let's look at the, from the 19th verse. And I want this in the Amplified. Amplified our own English. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in us and for us. He's talking about the power inside of you and the one backing you up. Alright, he says this power is inside you and is backing you up. Ah, I would never be small in my life. Think about it. <laughs> for us who believe as demonstrated 
in the working of his mighty strength. He's talking about Jesus, uh, uh, God, which he exalted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. He's talking about this power. God exerted this power. And according to the Bible, that was the greatest of God's demonstration of power. Because all of hell tried to stop Jesus from coming out of hell. They tried. Somebody said, did Jesus go to hell? Yes, he was in hell. He went to hell for us. He had to go there. If he was going to truly take our place, he had to be there. Because all sinners went to hell. All sinners were taken to hell and are still taken to hell today. But then Jesus had to go in our place. After he became sin for us on the cross. And the father left him. Demons came and took him to hell. Because now he had become sin. He couldn't go to heaven. And the Bible reveals that when he went to hell. He defeated Satan. And that was where he got the keys of hell and of death. And after he defeated Satan. The Bible says you know they tried to stop him from coming back. And so demons. You have to understand it. And the Bible says God exerted demonstrated this great power we are talking about actually surpassing greatness and that power brought him back to life he says that same power is what you have inside as a Christian he says that same power that highest kind he says that's what you have inside and that's what is backing you up so not only is he inside is backing you up so we don't just say God with me Emmanuel hey Leave that for the bait. Not just Emmanuel now. You have him on the inside. Say hallelujah. So we don't sing the song of Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> He's good. You know in the course of we may be saying. His name is called Emmanuel. Yeah that's not a bad song. We can sing that. Because his name is called Emmanuel. Or do you, you have another name for him? But you don't rejoice about that as a Christian. And say Emmanuel. Emmanuel. No. Something bigger than Emmanuel. It's called Christ in you. So everywhere you go, you carry him on the inside. That's what he's talking about. That power. So let's move on now. Hmm. Which he exalted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. That power raised him from the dead. Not only that, that power put him, sat him huh, at his own right hand in the heavenly places. His right hand is the place of authority. At the right hand of God. Do you know what that means? That means God put Jesus to act for him. Right now as we speak, the one that is acting for God is Jesus. He's called his right hand man. Do you understand? When somebody is at your right hand, uh, you call him my right hand man. It means the person that will speak for you, act for you. Jesus, according to the Bible, is the one in charge of all of God's power. As we speak. Do you get that? How come God exalted him? And put him there. Because of his obedience. Maybe we'll get there shortly. Next verse now. Uh, thank you. Far above. He seated him. Far above. All rule. And authority. And power. And dominion. And every name that is named. Everything that has a name. Brothers and sisters. Even if that thing does not have a name. Give it a name. It's subject to Jesus. Do you understand? He says far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred ah, glory to God hey 
Glory to God. Not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. Can you see this is called total authority? Complete authority. There is no one. Uh, all right, now. Okay, watch. Next verse. And he has put all things under his feet. And has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church. A headship exercised throughout the church. Next verse. There's something that the Amplified means there, but I don't want to talk about that today. Which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him. Who makes everything complete. And who fills everything everywhere with himself. Oh glory to God. <laughs> Alright now. Move on. Good. Now this chapter 2. And you. Say and you. Shout it. Now he wants to begin to talk about you now. He, he just finished talking about Jesus. And we said Jesus is seated far above all principalities and powers and rules. Jesus is above them all. He's seated at the right hand of God. In the place of authority. He's the one acting for the Father. Do you understand? If you get to heaven now, all lights focus on Jesus. Do you understand? When you get to heaven, there is one on the seat of God. His name is Jesus. You say, where is God? The Bible says it pleased God that in him should all fullness dwell. All of God tabernacles in Jesus. Ah, glory! That's Jesus. Jesus is that... Listen, Jesus is that man part of God. He's the one that you see. If you wanted to see God, you wouldn't see God. The Bible says he's a light that cannot be approached. But when you look at one and you see him, and you say, wow, I can see God. That's not God. That's Jesus. Where is God? On the inside of Jesus. Shout hallelujah! Glory! Wow! How did he deserve it? How did he get there? I will show you shortly. Alright now. And you, right? And you, he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses. Now go to verse 6. Verse 6. He started talking about you. And he raised us up together with him. Ah, 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 ah. Hey! Shout hallelujah! Wow! Oh my goodness! You mean all the time God was raising Jesus? I was in him. I was in him. Hey, ah, I will never be defeated in my life. Never, 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 never. Now watch this. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down. Yay! Together. Look at this. Look at this. Giving us joint sitting with him oh praying the holy ghost now hallelujah hallelujah oh i have to do that to ease her because i i don't think if i continue like that i will be able to continue here i will just drop the mic and leave you people you can't be saying something like this. You see, what you need is for your eyes to be open. This cannot be in the Bible concerning you. And you are dull, slow, cold, cold Christian. 
You come to the house of God, you try to be dignified, fashionable. You see, you lack knowledge. It's called epignosis, revelation knowledge. That's why. You wonder why in the same church others are shouting, rejoicing, but you are just calm. You lack knowledge. For if you know, you will shout too. I would never live a cold Christian life. Christianity is something that is so real. According to this scripture, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in the place of his power. And God is telling us that the very authority that Jesus is in charge of is what he has given me. A Christian. That's what he has given us. Because it says joint sitting. That means we are sharing his seats. His authority. What can a Christian not do? Just tell me, what can a Christian not do? You think God is lying? Oh my goodness. You know what God said? Jesus himself said it. He said to him that believe, anything is possible. Hear me? God is training his children to come up in their level. It is good when you praise him for good works. It is good when you give him all the glory. It is good when you say what God cannot do does not exist. It is good. It is good. But it's for the juniors. For the juniors. Somebody say, but when you say that, you know, you become humble and you give him all the glory. No, sir. Not really. Not really. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. I have children. All right. When my children couldn't operate the TV, they had to come and call me. They want to watch cartoon. Whatever I was doing, I would leave it to go and put on the TV for them. I would help them change the channel to the right place. Whatever. Whatever I was doing. Because if I didn't, they would keep disturbing me. And look at that child. He's growing now. By himself. At the age of five. He gets to be ten. He's still coming to call me. To come and put on the TV for him. And then he keeps saying it in his, in his school. Or anywhere. He says, my daddy can put on the TV. My daddy can put on the TV. What TV can my daddy not put on? My daddy can put on the TV. And then, you know, you think we should be rejoicing about that. Woo! That's giving glory to the daddy. No, sir! As long as he's still a child, that can give glory to me. Do you understand? But I expect him to grow up and come to the level where he by himself can operate the TV. Uh-huh. I say, you're an intelligent child. That's what God is talking about. What God cannot do does not exist. God said, okay, but grow up, grow up. What a Christian cannot do does not exist. Glory! what God wants. That's what he wants. That does not mean you are humble. It just means that you have not grown. You are still a babe in spiritual things. Somebody say hallelujah. How could you see this in the Bible and pretend it's not there? I didn't write that. 
You know what you need? You just need revelation. There are a lot of stuff in the Bible. You don't know they are there. When God grants you the revelation, your eyes will be open. You begin to see things in different light. You say, what? You see, I told you, there are two ways you can deal with situations in your life. Through the word of God, the knowledge that you get for yourself. And through the power of God, the anointing upon a man of God that is anointed. So when you have not grown to understand some things or to handle some things, there is a man of God that is anointed for you. Actually, both of them works. The most important thing is that you get your answer, but you can't continue depending on somebody. You have to grow too. You have to grow too. And that's what I'm called to do. To help people grow too. Not to depend. There are two kinds of ministry. There are ministries that help people come out of their problem. So when you get there, they will deliver you. You will come out of problem. People will go there. Yes. They will flock there. Yes. But after they receive, they will go. Because they can't grow there spiritually. But they need quick answer. Quick answer. But there is another kind of ministry. Not only do we minister to you when you receive... We help you grow where you can dominate. You can be in charge. After you come out of this problem, you keep it under your feet. And that's what God expects. Are you ready tonight? Because you're going to be speaking some words into your life. You're going to be prophesying some things into your destiny. And anything you say will come to pass. Where the word of a king is, there is power. We are not ordinary people. You just heard it. See the authority that you have. Use it. Use it. Use it. Don't waste it. Use it. Stand to your feet right now. First of all, give him praise for the authority. Give him praise for the authority that he has given you. Give him praise. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Give him praise. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, Call 0816-0114-389. Thank you and God bless you.